your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 358 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And today, wanted to spend a good chunk of time on something that we kind of just glossed over at the end of yesterday's episode. What happened was, as I was recording yesterday, the NHL released its list of the 31 nominees for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. And of course, every single team in the NHL nominates one of its players for this award. We mentioned that Chris Kreider was the nominee for the Rangers. We also now know that Matt Zuccarello is the nominee for the Minnesota Wild. So I want to talk a little bit about both of them and uh, their charitable contributions over this past year and talk about, uh, you know, maybe them potentially even winning the trophy. And also wanted to get into something that was announced not too long ago, but something that the Rangers finally made official today. And that is that Mike Greer has joined the Rangers as a hockey operations advisor. And then finally, looking to do just a quick overview of last night's Stanley Cup playoff action. Of course, uh, Matt Zuccarello and his Minnesota Wild are now tied one game apiece with the Vegas Golden Knights after losing to Vegas last night. But like I've been saying, you know, I'm a Minnesota Wild fan from here on out, I think, just because Zuccarello and Cam Talbot are both on that team and obviously both playing very big roles. But of course, we got to begin today with, again, the news that Kreider and Zuccarello both King Clancy Memorial Trophy nominees. I just want to talk a little bit about some of the work that each of these guys are doing away from the ice. And we'll start with Chris Kreider. But first, uh, just so you guys kind of have an idea of what the King Clancy Memorial Trophy is and what it's made to represent, like I said, one nominee from each team uh, selected by the team itself, and then the ultimate winner will be chosen by a committee of senior NHL executives led by Gary Bettman and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly. And this is kind of the criteria in determining there's going to be three finalists and then one winner. And this is the criteria that will be applied to determining those three individuals clear and measurable positive impact on the community, investment of time and resources, commitment to a particular cause or community, commitment to the league's community initiatives, creativity of programming, use of influence, engagement of others. And the first place finisher will receive a $25,000 donation to benefit a charity or charities of his choice. And then the two runners up will each receive a $5,000 donation to benefit a charity or charities of their choice. And like I said, we'll go ahead and start by talking about Chris Kreider here and some of the work that he's done away from the ice, uh, specifically with the Garden of Dreams Foundation. There's a video produced by MSG Networks that's on YouTube right now. It's on the MSG Networks YouTube channel, and it basically just kind of gives an overview of all the work that Chris Kreider has done with the Garden of Dreams Foundation, and it's less than six minutes. I'll include a link to the video in this episode description. I highly, highly recommend watching it. It is a little bit of a tearjerker, but you know, I, I think it's really important to kind of just see firsthand, you know, everything that Chris Kreider does for some of these kids that, you know, through no fault of their own, are going through some very serious challenges. And in this video, you know, I don't want to like spoil the whole thing, but there's a very emotional story. Uh, Kreider, like I said, he not only does he give of his time to be with these kids and, you know, kind of just talk to them and lift their spirits a little bit, but Kreider goes out of his way, and, and you'll see that in this video, to really kind of cultivate a 
very personal, very unique relationship, very unique friendship with just about every one of these kids that he meets. And he goes out of his way to stay in touch with them. He doesn't just show up in the hospital, hang out for a few minutes and then leave and never talk to these kids again. And and that'd be great if he only did that, even if that was uh, the extent of his work with the Gardens of Dreams Foundation, that would still be fantastic. But the fact that he just kind of goes above and beyond and stays in touch with these kids and continues to be friends with them and lifts their spirits all that he can, uh, both in person and, you know, talking to them over the phone. It's just absolutely fantastic. And it's also captain's material. And we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. But in this video, uh, the one thing that they kind of hone in on, at least in the second half of it, is there was a 15-year-old girl who very sadly passed away due to cancer in November of 2020 at the age of just 15 years old. Uh, but her name was Emma Levine, I believe is how you say it. I don't know that 100%. Unfortunately, they don't say her last name out loud in this video, so I do apologize if I'm not pronouncing her last name correctly. But Emma was known by family and friends as Warrior Princess Emma. Like I said, she passed away uh, just this past November. And, you know, Chris Kreider, he did an interview. He was asked about, you know, all of his work with the Garden of Dreams Foundation. He was asked about Emma specifically, and he referred to her as the most impressive young person that he's ever met. Uh, talked about the energy she had, the way she entered a room. She was always just so happy, this despite, you know, having cancer. So it's one of those things. I think, you know, Chris Kreider talked about this as well in the video. But it's one of those things I think for all of us kind of puts things in perspective because we've all had bad days. We've all, you know, run into challenges and Certain days just aren't your day, but it kind of just puts things into perspective that, you know, this 15-year-old girl who's battling cancer still found a way to be positive and still found a way to, uh, you know, not let it completely dominate her life. And that's just tremendously impressive, especially at the age of just 15 years old. But, you know, again, Kreider talked about how he met Emma. Uh, the first time that he met her, she was actually at a New York Ranger game because, again, she was a huge, huge Ranger fan, even from a very young age. And she was holding up a sign at the Rangers. The Rangers were playing the Flames that day. That's important for, you know, context here. But she held up a sign that said, I'm beating cancer. All you need to do is beat the Flames. And so Kreider saw this, I guess, during, you know, the uh, the skate around at the beginning of the game or whatever it might have been. Bottom line, at one time or another, during, before, or after this game, uh, Kreider saw this girl holding this sign, and he sent his hockey stick to her, to her seat after the game. And then uh, he also had a chance to meet her in the locker room. He visited her at the hospital and just, again, kind of just cultivated this friendship with her, this bond with her, and just went so far above and beyond what so many people would do. And it's just a fantastic thing. And... You know, this is where it gets really emotional because Emma's family kind of knew that it was about to be her time. Um, and they reached out to the Garden of Dreams Foundation and they got in touch with Chris Kreider through the Garden of Dreams Foundation. And he actually uh, called Emma one last time to say goodbye to her. So it's it's heavy stuff, but man, it's it's unreal. You know, the amount that Chris Kreider does for these kids. It's just a beautiful thing. And, you know, again, it's it's one thing to give your time and or give your money to these charitable organizations, and it's fantastic for anyone who does that. Garden of Dreams Foundation is a wonderful organization and one that I highly recommend if anybody's looking to, you know, get involved with that kind of stuff. But, you know, just the way that, I mean, Kreider just goes above and beyond here. He forms personal, individual relationships and friendships and bonds with a lot of these kids. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And like I just alluded to a second ago, to me, it's Captain Material. You know, we've talked a little bit about, and it almost seems silly to go from talking about you know, all this incredible work that he does away from the ice to something as, I don't want to say trivial, but as not as important as who wears a C on their jersey for the New York Rangers. Um, but obviously he's in the mix. And again, that could have a lot to do with who the next head coach of the Rangers turns out to be. But, 
you know, it's not always about rah-rah speeches and point totals and physicality and whatever else. I mean, those things are all important, obviously. This is professional hockey, after all. But it's also about, you know, who you are as a person and what kind of an example you set. And the Rangers, having a very young, very impressionable locker room, you know, Kreider's at least got to be in the mix for the captaincy for everything he does both on the ice and away from the ice. So, you know, he's definitely an option. Mika Zibanejad is an option as well. We talked a little bit about him yesterday, and uh, we're going to be talking about Matt Zuccarello and him being up for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy in just a second here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and, of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find locked-on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about former New York Ranger, former beloved New York Ranger, Matt Zuccarello, and his nomination for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy. It is Zuccarello's first nomination since coming into the league in 2010. This season, Zuccarello began the Match Mats initiative. And what he does with this is for every point he records, you know, goal or assist, he donates 1,000 Norwegian Krone, which is Norway's primary currency, to his own Zuccarello Foundation. He established this foundation back in 2016 with the purpose of growing grassroots sports programs for children in Norway. For every Krone donated, the participating corporations match Zuccarello's donation. And according to the website, 840,000 Krone have been donated with 35,000 Krone coming from Matt Zuccarello's own pocket this season. And uh, the charity has generated over $100,000 in this year alone. And so again, just fantastic work from Matt Zuccarello. And something that's very noteworthy there is that I believe Matt Zuccarello, as of right now, is the only active Norwegian NHL player in the entire league, which is kind of crazy to think about when you consider uh, how many fantastic players are in this league and how they come from all different corners of the planet. Uh, but I do believe, you know, doing some quick research here, Zuccarello, the only current uh, active Norwegian player in the league. So it's obviously very cool that, you know, Matt Zuccarello hasn't forgotten where he, where he came from and recognizes his importance as kind of uh, almost like an ambassador from Norway 
because there aren't a lot of, obviously, professional hockey players from that country. So I'm sure there's a lot of youth hockey players in Norway that really kind of look up to him and, you know, kind of see him as somebody like, well, you know, if Matt Zuccarello can do it, then maybe I can do it too. So that's obviously very cool. Uh, once again, that he's in touch with his roots and that he's obviously uh, given back to his, his country and helped established this foundation and is helping uh, youth sports programs back in Norway. Very, very cool to see. And something that I just wanted to throw out there while we're talking about Matt Zuccarello, and obviously he's competing in the Stanley Cup playoffs right now. As I mentioned in the intro, the Wild and Knights now tied at one game apiece. Uh, it's been a very exciting series. Highly recommend that one if you haven't had a chance to check that one out as well. Uh, both goalies, Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury, have just absolutely been unreal in this series so far, the, the two best players on the ice. But Matt Zuccarello, I got to toss this out there. It's something I've been meaning to get to anyway, and no better time to do it than right here, right now. I got to at least throw his name in the hat for comeback player of the year this season. When you consider everything that he's been through, uh, the concussion with the Rangers, he suffered lingering effects from that concussion for quite some time. And not only did he have a concussion, but it goes well beyond that. He also suffered a fractured skull. This is all from blocking a puck. This all happened as the result of one play, blocking a shot, and the puck obviously struck him in the head. He gets a concussion, a fractured skull, a contusion, and bleeding in his brain. And perhaps more frighteningly than anything I just mentioned there, he lost the ability to speak for a short time. I mean, that is just horrifying stuff. This all happened about five or six years ago, and the fact that he's still playing hockey after all that, I mean, he should be committed for that alone, coming back from this injury and, uh, you know, becoming the player that he pretty much was during his heyday with the Rangers, at least in this past season, with the Minnesota Wild. And that's the other thing, too. I mean, his production had really kind of dipped in recent seasons. You know, he signs that big contract with the Minnesota Wild, five years, $30 million. He struggles to live up to it in the early portions of that contract. But this season, he's obviously bounced back in a really impressive manner. He had 11 goals and 24 assists for a total of 35 points in just 42 games this season with the Wild. And this is one year after his first season with the Minnesota Wild, which was last season. In that campaign, he had 65 games played, just 15 goals and 22 assists for a total of 37 points. So he only had two fewer points this year than he had all of last year. And he accomplished this while playing in 23 fewer games. And it should also be noted that Zuccarello missed the first six weeks of this season while recovering from offseason arm surgery. So he had to kind of jump in ice cold this season, but he basically just hit the ground running. Obviously, he's become a very productive player for the Minnesota Wild down the stretch here and into the postseason. And if they're going anywhere in the playoffs, they're probably going to need Matt Zuccarello to chip in offensively. I mean, it's been kind of a defensive series. I wouldn't even say it's been a defensive series so far. What I've seen in that series, it's been pretty high octane, uh, pretty good pace to all these games, a lot of scoring opportunities. It's just the fact that both goalies have stood on their heads. So that's the main cause of these games being low scoring. But obviously, Matt Zuccarello, uh, fantastic hockey player and even better human being. And again, just wonderful to see him do all that work that he's done back in his home country of Norway. And wonderful to see him back as the player that Ranger fans all know and love. I mean, I know obviously he's not with the Rangers anymore, but you'd have to look pretty long and pretty hard to find any New York Ranger fan to say something bad about Matt Zuccarello. I mean, how could you? The guy became a far better player than anyone ever thought that he was going to be. Became irreplaceable for the Rangers and was obviously a big part of the Rangers making it to the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2014. So we obviously miss him and we wish him all the best with the Minnesota Wild. And like I said, that's my playoff team. Would love to see Matty Zuccarello and Cam Talbot uh, lifting the Stanley Cup over their head when this is all said and done at the end of the season here. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
Bet Online offers real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, BetOnline.ag. All right, so I definitely want to talk about the Rangers now officially hiring Mike Greer as their new hockey operations advisor. This is a move that was announced, uh, give or take, about a week ago, but a hiring that became official just a little bit earlier today. We're going to get to that in just a second. The one last thing that I want to do as it pertains to the King Clancy Memorial Trophy is just read to you guys all of the nominees uh, from all 31 teams this season. Obviously, I can't get into every single thing that every single one of these players uh, has done away from the ice even though they would probably deserve it. Because if I did that, there's 29 more, and that would probably take us pretty much into July. But I did just want to at least read the list here. The guys nominated once again for the King Clancy Memorial Trophy this year, in addition to Chris Kreider and Matt Zuccarello, who we already talked about. You got Cam Fowler, Oliver ekman Larson, Charlie Coyle, Jack Eichel, Michael Backlund, Jordan Stahl, Connor Murphy, Pierre-Edward Belmar, Cam Atkinson, Essa Lindell, Dylan Larkin, Kyle Turris, Sergey Bobrovsky, Trevor Moore, Jonathan Druin, Pekarine, P.K. Subban, Anders Lee, Thomas Chabot, Scott Lawton, Sidney Crosby, Curtis Gabriel, Ryan O'Reilly, Alex Kalorn, John Tavares, Tyler Mott, Marc-Andre Fleury, Garnett Hathaway, and Blake Wheeler. And like I said, I mean, we could talk for, for days about, you know, everything that these guys are doing away from the ice. A lot of familiar names on there. I mean, Crosby, you got to give the devil his due. I know we're not necessarily the biggest fan to him, but he is a pretty good person away from the ice by all accounts. P.K. Subban, somebody else who's known for being very charitable. I believe I've seen Pekarine on lists like this as well. And Cam Atkinson, you know, I had the opportunity to actually interview him uh, quite a few years ago, probably going back six or seven years. He was just getting star in the NHL, but just a really down-to-earth, really good guy, and uh, he was actually hosting a youth hockey camp, I believe, in Darien, Connecticut. He's from Greenwich, and, you know, I used to cover local sports in the area here, but uh, yeah, just a really good guy, and no surprise that he's up for the award either, but like I said, you know, fantastic work by all 31 of these individuals, but we do have to move on here once again to talk about Mike Greer, hired by the Rangers as the new hockey operations advisor. He steps into the role that was previously held by Brian Leach. Brian Leach resigned from his position voluntarily a little bit less than a week ago, and he's been kind of quiet about it. The Rangers have been kind of quiet about it as well. No official reason has been given from either Leach or the team, but it could have something to do with the fact that the Rangers fired, of course, Jeff Gorton and John Davidson and David Quinn. Quinn and Leach were known to be very close, and apparently Chris Jury reached out to Brian Leach and asked him to stay on in his role as the hockey operations advisor, but Leach obviously declined to do so. A vacancy was created, and who knows? You know, Maybe somewhere down the line we'll hear a little bit more from Brian Leach about his decision to step away here, but for now, uh, Mike Greer steps into the position that was, uh, once again, held by Brian Leach as recently as a week ago, but as far as just a little bit of background of Mike Greer for those of you who may not be all that familiar with him, or maybe there's even some people who haven't even heard of him, uh, but he is 46 years old. He did play in the NHL, somebody who definitely outperformed their draft position because in 1993, he was drafted by the St. Louis Blues 
in the ninth round of the draft, going number 219 overall, but he had a pretty nice career for himself, retired 10 years ago, made his NHL debut in 1996-1997 with the Edmonton Oilers, also played for the Washington Capitals, the Buffalo Sabres, the San Jose Sharks, and then once again for the Buffalo Sabres for the final two seasons of his career, was a right winger, played in 1,060 regular season games, scored 162 goals, dished out 221 assists for a total of 383 points in those 1,060 games. Also played in an additional 101 Stanley Cup playoff games, notching 14 goals and 14 assists in those games. And for any Ranger fans hoping that the team will add a little bit more size, a little bit more toughness, a little bit more grit, whatever adjective you want to use, you'll probably like this hiring. I mean, you can count me among you, first of all, because I do think uh, this team could stand to add a little bit of size, a little bit of toughness. But, you know, Mike Greer, that's what he was known for. He was mostly a defensive forward, kind of a bottom six type player, stood six foot one, weighed 227 pounds, and uh, again, just a tough physical forward. And obviously, he won't be the one making all the decisions, but he'll be in the room with Chris Jury. He can get in Jury's ear a little bit. And I'm sure that, you know, if Greer has his way, I don't want to say I'm sure, but I would get the idea that if Greer has his way, maybe the Rangers will look to add, you know, a little bit of snarl, a little bit of toughness in this upcoming offseason. And again, you know, Mike Greer is somebody that you definitely have to respect as a player, somebody who, again, taken in the ninth round of the draft, was not even really expected to even make it to the NHL. And lo and behold, he ends up having a nice 14-year career for himself. And this is what the Rangers had to say about the hiring of Greer in a recently released statement. In his role... Greer will work with the hockey operations department in both hockey-related decisions and off-ice player and prospect development. In addition, he will assist prospects in the Rangers organization, including players with the Rangers American Hockey League AHL affiliate, the Hartford Wolfpack, with on-ice development. And as far as, you know, what Greer's been up to in his post-playing career here, he has a lot of familiarity with Chris Drury, so that I'm sure was something that probably worked in his favor. Greer and Drury were teammates at Boston U in college, and then they also played together with the Buffalo Sabres in the NHL. And Greer most recently served as assistant coach with the New Jersey Devils for two seasons back in 2018-2019, as well as 2019-2020, and also spent four seasons as a professional scout with the Chicago Blackhawks from the 2014-2015 campaign through the 2017-2018 season. So yeah, he's done a little bit of everything, and I think it's a good hire for the New York Rangers. Once again, if you're of the mindset that the Rangers need to add more toughness and more grit, more snarl. Once again, use any of those adjectives that you'd like to use. Uh, The bottom line, getting a little bit meaner, a little bit tougher, a little bit nastier. Then I think Greer is somebody that you're probably going to like overall. I get the feeling that he might push for the Rangers to move in that direction as well. I can't speak for him, but just the impression I get based on who he was as a player and just based on what the Rangers have seemingly been lacking over these last couple of seasons here. And that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. The only other thing that I wanted to mention here before we wrap up is that I'm going to be taking a vacation from May 31st, that's Memorial Day, through June 4th, going to be away for that entire week. And so as a result of this, probably pretty much almost definitely not going to have five new episodes for you guys that week. I will do my best to get as many as possible. I think three is probably a realistic target. And what I'm thinking about doing, as you guys, anybody who's listened for any amount of time, you guys know that sooner or later here, I want to do a countdown of the top 10 best Ranger wins, as well as the top five worst Ranger losses from this past season. And so I think those could be good episodes for that week, given that obviously it's not going to change. And look, if the Rangers hire a head coach while I'm away, I apologize. Obviously, I won't be able to talk about it because all three of the episodes that I put up that week while I'm away are going to be pre-recorded. And like I said, it might very well be the three episodes where we talk about the 10 best wins and the top five worst losses. 
My hope, obviously, is that the Rangers don't choose that week to decide their new head coach, but let's be honest here. The way that everything has gone with the Rangers this season, that's probably very well what they're going to end up doing. So if I'm away while the Rangers pick a new coach, I apologize, but obviously I will tackle that first thing when I get back. But yeah, that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, thanks as always for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Jason Tatum put the Boston Celtics on his back and advanced them out of the play-in round. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.